Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice with Frank. And I have to say that I was going to talk about something totally different today. I was going to talk about expectations, but I changed my mind. And the reason I did is because I realized that Father's Day weekend was coming up and I wanted to talk about my dad. At the beginning of all this in my introduction, I said I was going to give you me. I was going to give you my life. I was going to be unfiltered. I was going to be raw. I was going to not worry about how everything sounded just because I didn't want to be like anybody else. So I thought about it. And I said, well, I had my daughter on. And what's the next best thing to talk about? Let's start talking about my family and what they mean to me. So being at Father's Day around the corner and, you know, I do feel like a lot of times there's not a lot of commercials for Father's Day, right? And there is is Lowe's, buy tools for your dad, Home Depot or random little stuff but for mother's day there's a lot of stuff out there right there's there's vide- the flowers teddy bears jewelry cars everything like there's a commercial mother's day for everything and i sometimes feel like the men don't get acknowledged like that i i, I don't know why maybe that's the way society is but i'm gonna take the time out today to acknowledge my dad and give you a little bit about me mom i apologize now because i didn't get a chance to do one for you but trust me it's coming it's going to be coming soon so like I said, I'm going I'm to call this episode Francisco after my dad. So my dad was born in Puerto Rico in, in December of 1940. He was a junior, oldest of three, and grew up in Puerto Rico. In that time frame, uh, my grandfather was a black Hispanic. He was the darker, you know, black Puerto Rican. He, was, he wasn't like me, pale. <laughs> And my grandmother was lighter than me, obviously, but she had more of a tan because she was grew up from Puerto Rico. So it's not like a pale like me, but a nicer, you know, complexion. And my dad, you know, grew up poor. He didn't grow up rich. He, as he got older, he ended up joining the Army, the National Guard, I want to say, and then the Air National Guard. And then was a cop for a while in Puerto Rico. And then he ended up coming to the United States, coming to New York. And when he got to New York, he was a jeweler by trade, a diamond setter. And that's what I remember of my dad. I wasn't around for the other stuff. So by the time I was born, my dad was ready in his 30s. He had a child previously, my older sister, and married my mom. And then they had me. So as I grew up, what I remember of my dad was that, that he was a jeweler. Every time he left the home, he left the house, he was dressed like a million bucks, even if we didn't have 30. His shoes were always shined and polished. Uh, his shirts never had a stain. His his suits were always dry clean and, and great. My father was so picky. I'm not going to say picky, but so clean that if the shirt had a stain, even if you wouldn't see the stain, but he knew he was there, he'd throw the shirt out. He wouldn't wear the shirt. My father never wore jeans. I didn't start seeing my father wear jeans until... Man, I can't remember when that was. I think I was in the Navy already. But my father, what I know about my dad and what to this day holds true and holds me close to him is that he taught me how to be a man. He taught me that what what example of a man is. So to me, in, in this hierarchy of, the, of life, there's Jesus Christ, obviously, and then there's my dad. And that's that's that's. Me, that's my depiction of what I see. And my father was a man with many different secrets and not secrets, I say, but different things he did that I didn't know about. And he doesn't talk often about it. So unless I 
take the same approach that he takes, I won't know about it because he didn't. He won't tell me about it unless he thinks I need to know about it. So, like I said, he was a jeweler by trade, uh, tried to open several businesses on the side. And, you know, he did whatever any other man or woman would do for their family to try to provide and put food on the table was that right there. And, of course, those businesses did good for a little bit and they flopped and it wasn't his fault all the time. But it happened and he tried. And there was a time when my dad stopped working. And instead of falling, recessing into a depression because he wasn't working anymore and the businesses he tried flopped, he became and changed himself into something different, which was a supportive role to my mother. And he would take me to school, pick up my sister, make sure that we had food when we came home, make sure the house was good to go, and that my mom had what she needed when she came home to either cook dinner or he would buy dinner, whatever. But he did that. Um, my father's, a, 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 in my opinion, a good brother to his siblings, a man of, of respect. My cousins respect him. My friends in the neighborhood respected him. I mean, to many, he was like their father. I was very blessed to have a father and a mother, and I have friends that don't have both. And my father was an example to them as far as that goes. And in the neighborhood, he was always respected. Even when we lived in the South Bronx or we hung out in the South Bronx and then we was li- hanging out on Creston and living on Creston Avenue, he was always been, he has always been respected. I say he was, he's still alive. So he has always been suspected, respected. And he's a man of wisdom. So, you know, he also taught me, you don't need to have a college education to be smart and have wisdom. So my dad taught me a lot. You know, he he gave me the basis of it, the principles of it. So when people say, damn, you know, Frank, when joining the Navy was an adjustment for you. And I say, no, it wasn't. I was I was brought up with structure. I was brought up with a, a culture of doing things a certain kind of way. And as long as you do those things, those those ways, you'll be good. So my dad would always get up at four in the morning. Four or five in the morning, you would hear him. Um. You have he'll have the, the the radio station on the AM channel listening to the news and the traffic. He's shaving in the bathroom, always shaves. And I, I don't think I've ever seen my dad with a beard. Uh, and then he'll get up and he'll wake my mom up or he'll wake me up and he'll go downstairs and he'll start coffee to help out. You know, or my mom is doing the coffee. If she gets up while he's getting ready and he goes to work. When he comes home, he's very. I, I never understood this until now I'm older and, and I'm like, man, when I come home, I want, I want my house to be calm and relaxed. So my house on Creston was like the, the party house, right? It was like the house where all the kids hung out. And people actually thought that my house was like a group home. They thought that the kids that, that were coming in and out the house were actually living there. Like it was a foster home. And my dad would come home around five, six, depending on how traffic was. And <laughs> he would not eat. And he'll go to the store and hang out with his friends and then come back to Bodega and hang out with his friends and come back. And one day he told me, he said, listen, I don't eat because when I come home, it's your, your friends are here. It's, it's no, noisy. I want relaxation. I want to sit at the table. I want to sit in front of the TV. I want to watch TV. I don't want to deal with your friends. I don't want to deal with nothing. I just want to sit down. So I told my friends. And after that, you know, every time they saw my dad come home, they'll go outside. I'll go out with them or, you know, we'll just go. We'll stop hanging out for the day and then resume the next day. So that was him as far as that goes. He was always doing something around the house. Uh, there's some things I wish he would have taught me. Or maybe I should have spent more time with him while he was doing those things and I would have learned it. But being handy is not one of my traits. And it's his, one of his traits. In my house, we didn't watch sports like that. My dad wasn't into watching football, 
or or basketball, maybe baseball every now and then. But of course, we Puerto Rican, so baseball is like goes together. Um, and we live in the South Bronx, so Yankees aren't playing in the South Bronx. So hey, guess what? That's a Yankees fan. That's the only team I ever claimed was that team because that's what he told me. But it wasn't like he talked about anything else. But I, like I said, what I remember my dad when I was growing up was the the diamond setting upstairs in the attic. He had his own workbench, had his own drills, had all his stuff there. He would come home and he would work, and he would make me and my mom jewelry. And we had jewelry because my dad worked, and it wasn't because we was rich and he could afford it. It was that he was able to make it, so we would, we had it. Um, another thing that I attribute to him is my love for movies. He used to own a uh, uh, a video store back in the day. And, of course, when the video store went under, we had all these movies that we had to watch, and we used to watch them. And I watched all these scary movies, and I watched, like, The Swamp Thing, um, all these B-rated horror movies back in the day and everything. You know, my dad would take me to the movie theaters. He took me to the Puerto Rican theater once in a while in the South Bronx. He, I remember seeing uh, that Hulk Hogan movie. I think it's No Holds Bar at Lowe's Theater in, uh, or Grand Concourse in Fordham. He took me to that. I want to say he took me to the Karate Kid, too, the, the original first one. You know, those those are the things I remember of my dad being a dad. But it got better as I got older. And he was able to be that man that I needed to that I needed to see. And he's not perfect by any means because I'm not perfect. My mom's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. If you if you tell me you're perfect, I say you a lie. Unless you're Jesus Christ and I don't know it. But other than that, you you you're not perfect. But my, my father tried to do the best he could do to give us what we needed. And instilling me what I needed to be as a man. You know, um, he's 15 years older than my mother. So I felt that a lot of times he. His maturity or experience, his wisdom is what helped him stay with somebody younger than him and be able to navigate that. You know, um, like I said, my father had a child previously. He had relationships previously. My mom and my dad, my mom, my dad was my mom's first real relationship. So in a traditional aspect, that's. You know, he had more experience. So he taught me that you have to have patience. And I, I didn't learn that early in my marriage. And that's why I, I attribute some of the struggles that I had in my marriage because I wasn't seeing what he was doing. It took a while to acknowledge that. But my dad would tell you how he felt. He would tell me what I needed to hear. He always supported me. I mean, you could ask anybody. My wife would tell you. I can go out there in the street and kill somebody in Francisco and going to say, well, he did something to my son for my son to shoot him. He's never going to turn his back on me. He's never going to criticize me. He doesn't. He's ne- He never has. Um, has he put me in my place when I needed to? Yeah, of course. I, you heard in the story of parenting when he chopped me across the throat because I called him a liar. <laughs> At the time, he did lie. But guess what? He did it for a reason. He did it to protect me, which I didn't learn that until later on in life, that that was something that he taught me as well. But my father's, like I said, the junior I'm the third, and my my son's the fourth. And my dad, man, you know, um, was there for me when I got shot. Was in the hospital. Um, when I had heart surgery, he was there. When I found out that, uh, you know, Serena was having Sharice, he was there. So was my mom, you know, but he was there. And he he just told me we gotta do, we gotta do. Uh, when I had a fight, when I was in, when I first joined the Navy, I got into a fight with this kid down here, and my dad was there. Uh, when I had to go talk to my divo about that fight, <laughs> my my dad was there. And through some of my hardest times and, and, and my darkest times, my dad was there. As a father should, 
You know, it's not about the money. It's not about what he can give me monetarily. It's what he gave me mentally and emotionally that taught me to be a man today. You know, he taught me that no matter how much money you have in your pocket, you better look good when you walk outside. Your jeans better be at your waist. You better have a belt on and iron and you should have a haircut and look good because when you walk down the street, you want to look presentable. That's what he taught me. You give people respect, they give you respect and you demand respect. Because a man without respect isn't anything. And, you know, other there's other things there uh, as far as uh, family over everything. Being the head of the house was not an easy job, but you got to do it as a man, you know. Love in his own way, you know, and mom very different. But he, he that didn't mean that he didn't love me and my sister. He just had a different way of showing it and you know he celebrates my successes when i got promoted when i get promoted he he cries like as if it's him up there getting pinned he cries to this day when i leave him i go to florida and visit and i get in my truck and i'm driving back or i go to the airport he gives me a hug he cries he goes back into his garage and and he has his little drink and he's reminiscing because he's getting older he's he's gonna be 80 in december you know what i'm saying in these moments is what you treasure and I guess to a certain extent, I I, I feel the same way because he, I, I know that time is limited at this point. It's not like when I was younger. So I try to do my best that I can do to make him happy and make him proud of me. And, and I teach my son the same thing he taught me so that my son could be a man just like me and him, if not a better man than him and I, because he could learn from our mistakes. You know, Francisco was always honest. My dad was always honest with me. Uh, he never... Not once when it came to being truthful and giving me the advice I need and and telling me, you know, he's not the type of guy to tell me, oh, you can sing when I can't sing a tune. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, you're great at this, son. When I'm I'm sorry at it, he's going to tell me the truth. Like, maybe that's not for you. You might want to do something different. Uh, I think at times he's protecting me without me even knowing. For example, uh, I was going to buy a motorcycle before going to Bahrain one time. And he calls me on the phone and I tell him where I'm at and he tells me, um, yeah, yeah, tell that guy goodbye and get out the store. I was at the Honda dealership in the Honda motorcycle dealership in Pensacola. And he tells me, uh, leave the store. You never rode a bike before, motorcycle. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Leave. And I'm, thir- I'm I, I want to say I'm in my 30s. And I tell this man, listen, I tell the owner or the, 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 the motorcycle salesman, I said, I got to go. My dad said I can't buy the motorcycle. To this day, I don't have a tattoo. And in part, it's because my father never liked tattoos. He, he felt that that's not needed, so I never got one out of respect to him. And I'm 40 with three kids. Um, I don't have piercings. I don't have any earrings in my ear because my father felt that that's not what men do. Uh, people ask me, like, why don't you get your eyebrows done or stuff like that? And I'm like, because my father said that's not what a man does. But that's his perception of it. You know, he was born 1940. That's not to say that if you get your eyebrows done now or you got a piercing or you got tattoos, that's that you're not a man. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in his eyes, in that era that he grew up, that's not what he was taught to do. So he, that's what he passed down on me. And out of respect to my dad, that's what I listened to. So when people say, Frank, was the Navy an adjustment? No, it was not. I was, I was taught that structure, like I said earlier. So my dad taught me all that. Sacrifices that he made for us, for me and my sisters and my mom to have. You know? So if you're lucky to have men 
a man in your life, whether it was your dad, your uncle, a friend of the family, a cousin, or somebody that took that role of a father and taught you that, take this Sunday out to say thank you. Because that's what fathers do. So it doesn't have to be your biological father. It doesn't have to be your, your stepdad. It could be your oldest brother that was like your father to you because you didn't have one or it wasn't around. And he took that role on and taught you right from wrong. Because that's what my dad did for me. That's exactly what he did for me. And to this day, he I, I call him and, and I ask for advice or he'll tell me. You know, um, one of the biggest things that made me proud of, of this podcast I'm doing is that my daughter made him listen to the Parrington one. And he liked it and critiqued it very well. And that was the big thing for me. It could, I don't care if Jay-Z listened to this joint and said, yo, that, that, that's, that's fire, Frank. It ain't going to matter because the one that mattered to me was my dad. So, Pops, this is my gift to you on Father's Day. Thank you for everything. And I love you. And I hope you have a good Father's Day. And to all my friends out there that I know are doing their thing as parents, as fathers, handling business, yo, happy Father's Day to you guys too. Because there's a lot of people I know out there that sick, go to work, provide for their kids. And hopefully one day our kids see our sacrifice we made like we see our parents' sacrifice. So, again, thank you for listening to Unsolicited Advice this weekend. Happy Father's Day to everybody. This episode is Francisco. Have a good one.